You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Formerly Bulletproof Radio. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Today's an upgrade spotlight. This is where I bring in the creator of an interesting technology or technique, some sort of new piece of thing that is worth knowing about because it can make a really big difference for you. The reason I do the podcast is A, I'm just kind of crazy curious about all this stuff. I wonder how it works. But what I've realized is that you care about whether something is real, whether the people behind it are real, and you care about your time and your energy, maybe more than the average person. I hate to tell you that means you're lazier than average. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Like I wanted to be more efficient, which means I want to do less work. So you could do other stuff, which might be fun, might not be fun. And what I'm going to teach you about here, and more to the point, what Michael Johnson's going to teach you about is a technology called Mute from RhinoMed. And this has to do with getting more sleep or more to the point, more quality sleep in less time. This is something that I really like. It's called a nasal dilator. So I'm going to teach you stuff about nostrils. <laughs> Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Dave. Do your kids ever call you Mr. Nostril? Uh, no, but they have, uh, since they were very young, had to stick stuff up their nose as part of our R&D <laughs> program. So yeah, they're quite used to the uh, my fascination with the nose. When did you realize that you could have a wearable nasal device that was worth wearing? Well, back in um, 2013, um, I, started, I got involved with this company and and one of the interesting things they had was this, and in a very early version of what was a nasal dilator, but it looked like a cage. And when I stuck it up my nose, it was very uncomfortable, and that was sort of a um, bit of a problem. So I went back and redesigned the entire technology. And I guess what was really interesting from my perspective was that I had a father who snored like a bulldozer. He'd come home from work and sit on the couch and fall asleep and snore really loudly. And so I was very highly attuned to it and when I started having kids and hit that age where you don't exercise as much and your diet doesn't go as well as you want I was then accused of snoring so had a bit of a um, bit of incentive mainly to stay married um, that I had to do something about it so one of the interesting things about the technology was that we discovered is that it's really a stent now probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with stents as in they go you know for, for arterial veins and hearts and so on. So the idea that you could stent your nostril and actually allow you to breathe more was something that was really, really intriguing to us. So we then set about designing what was now the mute and discovered that simply by opening up the airway, you can actually really radically improve people's breathing. A typical human hearing this would probably say, it sounds like you woke up in the middle of the night and just came up with this idea and you know launched a product kind of thing. There's 10 years of R&D. Like you joined yeah. RhinoMed 10 years ago and you've been the lead author on 50 patents. So yeah. this is not a, a small kind of invention. No. Uh, I, it, it feels kind of simple. You know, stick a paper clip up your nose and stretch it. <laughs> but why is it hard to do? Like, why couldn't I just put anything that's kind of, you know, flexy up my nose? Yeah. yeah why would I want to do it anyway? But well, you know what? What's it's so a, cool about what you're doing? Well, I guess what, what I hadn't realized at the time and one of the things we've done a lot of time get digging into is just how complex the nose is. Will you indulge me for a second? 
and imagine who you would be if you actually had more energy, if your brain fired faster and you could measure it and you had a calmer nervous system that worked better. That's what this show, that's what my work is all about. You can be that person with a few fixes that really work. In my brand new book, Smarter Not Harder, I will teach you about the little things that make the biggest difference in your life so you can be that person. There's a new anti-nutrient that you haven't heard about yet that is weakening everything you do from your workouts to your meditations. You can remove it from your diet and you'll notice a shift quickly. Learn how to get the right amount of exercise for you in the very least amount of time and it's way less than you think. Smarter Not Harder is about simplicity and efficiency so you have more time to work on the things that matter to you. You can use the time to work on yourself or to help other people, but it's time that's yours that you're not using effectively right now. If you want to get your energy back like I did, you want to manage the stress so you can handle anything, maybe even drop the weight, check out Smarter Not Harder wherever you buy books. This is stuff you haven't seen anywhere else. Smarter Not Harder, thank you for your support. Have you ever wondered if you're getting enough protein or what's the best source? Maybe you don't know which plant foods, if any, to include in your diet. If so, I want you to go to the protein panel, Plants versus Animals, at my ninth annual biohacking conference, hosted June 22nd to 24th in Orlando. This is just one of many main stage panels where you can learn from guys like Max Lugaver, Dr. Mark Hyman, and Dr. Amy Shaw as we go through the merits of both approaches. But that's just the beginning. You get to spend the weekend exploring the biohacking wonderland, 65,000 square feet of tech hall with more than 100 biohacking tools and toys, all approved by me, and you get to talk to the founders. It's the biggest collection in the world, and you're bound to find something to upgrade whatever it is you're working on. To get the best deal on tickets, sign up now. The sooner you register, the more you save, and the conference will sell out as June approaches like it did last year. So take action today. Go to biohackingconference.com and get your ticket right now. And why would I want to do it anyway? But well, you know what, what's a, so cool about what you're doing? Well, guess what What I hadn't realized at the time, and one of the things we've done a lot of time get digging into, is just how complex the nose is. And we know that, for instance, the early part of the, you know, the, the small, the entry of the nose is actually, the inside is actually skin, it's dermal, and then it becomes mucosal. And so... We had to design something that wouldn't irritate the nose, that would actually be comfortable to wear because even though we all grow up with um, sticking things in our nose, and certainly my kids have done, every time you'd walk into the room, there'd be a, one small child with his finger up his nose or something. So we're used <laughs> to that. So <laughs> we're used to that idea. But the idea of actually designing something that you can wear inside your nose took a lot of um, R&D, a lot of trial and error um, just to get it right. From a design perspective, longtime listeners have heard multiple interviews um, with uh, experts on breathing where we talk mm. about um, mouth taping, nasal breathing, mm. nitric oxide. It, it's kind of been a through line where, like, how do you just get better sleep? Uh, and I've experimented with every kind of sleep technology on the planet, mm. uh, including the mute. And including, actually, I've tried a metal stent a long time ago, and that was not that comfortable, but it did you know, push things out. Why is it so important to spread the nose out when we're asleep, and why isn't our body just doing it? Well, it's, it's a great question. I mean, one of, the, one of the interesting things about the nose is that it actually, the nasal cycle 
cycles every 90 minutes so it'll swap from one nostril to the other so the body is actually naturally trying to dilate the nostril or retract the the um the the membrane in the nose so it's a very active spot to begin with but what we you know certainly if you have a cold or something like that you'll notice that you know one nostril is more blocked than the other so that's an example yeah. of a nasal cycle working so what we find, and, you know, this is just doesn't matter whether it happened because of a sports injury or something, is that most people will have some form of deviation. And it's just because, you know, our faces aren't symmetrical, so neither is the nostril. So you'll have some people with slight deviation or just some, you know, normal abnormality or, you know, sort of deformity of the nose. And so the bo- it's hard for the body to overcome that. So we sort of recognise that if we can help that, we can help that opening up of the nose, allow people to breathe more. For, some, for the people who have a really, you know, very thin nose, just naturally thin nose, or they've had an injury that's caused it to be sort of shrunk, or that sort of that that airway to be sort of much narrower, then it has it can you can really radically change the way they breathe, and that's really quite exciting. It it is very noticeable uh, when you put them in, and these are kind of soft, pliable, yeah. medical grade polymer. It, it's yeah. yeah. Thanks for holding it up on the screen for yeah. people who are watching the videos. And um, you you put it in there, you, you adjust it so it's the right size for your nose, or get mm. the right size, and then adjust it. And then you notice that more air is going in. It, it you know, I, I generally don't snore if I tape my mouth and I have a bite guard in, um, but I used to snore a reasonable amount. But this this is a noticeable noticeable difference. Mm. Um, mm. So, and, and the reason behind that is yeah. that when you when you increase airflow into the nose. The body's natural reaction is to for the, that membrane to re, to retract. So, oh, so so the signal comes from sticking in your nose, and once it gets a signal of more air, the mm. rest of it just shrinks on its own via yeah. some sort of automated reflex in your meat operating system that you can't normally That's right. control. That's right, and it's important to realize that the upper airway is actually smooth muscle, so yeah. it's not actually just sort of you know it's not just flaccid sort of you know flesh it's actually it's a smooth muscle so it's just like any muscle you can actually get a reaction there it's actually erectile tissue isn't it mm, yeah absolutely and which is actually really interesting when you get down the track into looking at sleep apneas and things like that it's absolutely fascinating some of the technology that's coming through in that area everyone's very familiar as you're saying with a whole lot of other parts of the body but everyone ignores the nose and we sort of, I find the nose completely fascinating. And I think that's what's really interesting. The fact that, you know, our device, the way we engineered it, and this is to your point earlier, that we engineered it so the point of dilation comes off the back of the mm-hmm. device, which is if you put it in the nose, which I'll do now, when you put it in the nose, it's the fleshy part of the nose. So you're actually creating that point of dilation from the back where it's less force on the septum, which is obviously the middle bit, which is really sensitive. And then by putting a ratchet mechanism in there, we're actually able to you have to tailor it. So I have my left nostril is slightly um, I've deviated more to that side, so I can tailor it to actually allow it to get the right fit, but also the right amount of air. So I'm sort of equalizing out on both sides, which is pretty cool as well. It's uh, it, it's kind of remarkable the difference. And now I think early on when I was learning about your tech. There are pro athletes doing that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you think about a lot of the pro athletes, they can't obviously train anymore when they're in competition. Right. You can't do anything more on the field. 
And so the key thing that a lot of these folks will think about, especially in a competitive setting, is their breathing. And not necessarily to try and breathe more, but to really control and be conscious of their breathing when they're in that competitive um, zone and trying to get into that mindset. And breathing is, and you've spoken a lot about this, is about by controlling your breathing, you're able to control your mindset and you're able to be a much better, you know, have a clearer vision and, and focus around what you're trying to do. So certainly in competitive situations, and we've sort of had this feedback from folks who are doing competitive cycling and running and so on, they listen to their breathing, but they also listen to others' breathing. And so they may be going, okay, I can hear that person who's cycling or running next to me or doing an activity struggling, so I'll go for an effort. And so it becomes part of that whole oh. control and competitive mindset around okay, going, so, okay. so mute is like a silencer for your nose so you don't give yourself away to your competitors? Yeah. Well, the product, we, we <laughs> actually, so cool. it is. It's really one of the interesting things with, 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 um, with that particular device because it's slightly different. I'm just trying to find one. It's Here we go. So the, it's called the turbine. And it's sort of, obviously, it's yellow because one of the guys who we were involved in early on is a guy called Chris Froome, who won the Tour de France a couple of times. And so yellow jersey, yellow yellow device. But what we realised with um, this device versus the one I'm wearing at the moment is that we had to design it so that it would be able to be worn when you're vertical and doing percussive activity. So if you look, you can't really, I'll just hold it up to the camera, but there's actually got a flange, almost sort of, a, it's an external yeah. piece of material on it that sort of um, kind that of holds it in. That holds it in, but it's also, I'll hold it right up to the thing. You can almost see there's a bit of a, a, a sort of a little flange that grips inside the nose. So it actually stays in place. So, but you're not going to be doing percussive activity wearing the mute in bed. So it, it's no, softer. That's okay. right. But it's real. We're right into that. I mean, we geek out yeah. on that sort of level of detail. Going, okay, well, how do I des- how do we design it so it's inside the nose? It doesn't irritate. It dissipates pressure if you're wearing it for a long piece of time, long period of time. But if you're doing percussive activity, and you've got to be running and jumping and doing all those sort of things, how do we make sure it stays in place? So we sort of understand the nose at that yeah. level. We do a lot of CT scans and MRIs. To, we really geek out on it. No, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I did not know that level of detail about it. And for, if you're listening to this going, what the heck, this is how biohacking works. You, you understand these tiny little details from gathering mm. enormous amounts of data and suddenly you, you get these mm. new bits of knowledge or new abilities. And mm. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated because we have like 10 years of focused effort on shifting the front part of the nose to send a signal to the back part of the nose to make it open up. And you're like, come on, that's so trivial, except you look at the return on investment of like all of the, I don't know, tens of thousands of hours that went into that. When you figure out that two thirds of people either snore or have a partner who snores Mm. and that like about 40% of people have slept in different bedrooms because their partner snoring was so bad and get this 15% of people. So what is that? One in six, if I'm doing my math right. Um, have ended a relationship because of their partner snoring. Mm. So if you imagine you have like the most attractive uh, person you're with, but they snored like someone's dying all the time. <laughs> After six months of that, you're going to feel like you're dying because you're so tired. Uh, so, you know, if they have a little transparent thing inside their nose and they sleep quietly, you might be tempted to stay. And these are very, very unobtrusive. So I'm uh 
uh, I am a user and a fan. And I, I just, I recommend this. If you have any snoring, even if you don't, just, if you're going to go to sleep, try it one yeah. time and go, why is it like, why does my whole nose feel open instead of just the front? And you just explained, I actually didn't understand that until this interview. Mm. Uh, but the, the feeling is pretty, uh, it is pretty profound. Almost like if you took a hit of um, like Afrin nasal spray or something that causes mm. the mucous membranes to shrink, it feels like you took Afrin, but you just had the mute and you can reuse these for a substantial amount of time, right? I don't remember. That's right. Weeks or something a month. Yeah. And that, that's certainly the challenge with um, things like Afrin and other antihistamines is if you long-term use, you'll get a rebound effect where the body will no longer respond to it. So in effect, we're doing something mechanically through engineering that a chemist, the chemistry is trying to do. And I think that's sort of from a longer term perspective, probably a lot, a lot safer. Uh, just getting a signal in without chemicals seems like a better idea when you can do yeah. that. Yeah. How long does a mute last before you have to change it? And why do you actually have to change it? Because yeah. I might not have done that the way I was. <laughs> so we've designed it so that it basically it will last at least fifteen nights. That's and that's and it, it'll last a lot longer because we're we're not engineering things to make them just necessarily totally disposable. But we do know that the ratchet system will not be as effective over a period of time. And also from a hygiene perspective, it'll start to, as, it, as the device is exposed to, you know, more and more of your body, it'll start yeah, to... You mean like boogers? Yeah, it'll just, it'll start. We just recommend from a, from a hygiene cleanliness perspective, it's like a, you know, toothbrush. You want to make sure you're washing it and making sure it's clean. And Change it like a once while, a year. Yeah. No, no, I reckon probably I wouldn't be worried. <laughs> I think that would be pretty horrific. But um, it, it certainly we have a bit of designed obsolescence built in so that it'll discolor after a period of time. And so there's a there's certainly we recommend probably a, a packet of mute, which has got three in it. It should last you about between 30 and 45 days. Got it. Uh, and I, I think it's useful to have a packet because there've been a few times where I woke up and I have no idea what happened to it and then yeah. I'll find it like in the washing machine two months later. So no, I, okay. I have lost yeah. it. Am I just, is it not tight enough or does that just happen? Cause I like scratched my nose when I was asleep or something. Well, that's, it's some like, you know, sometimes it'll be because you've done, you've like rubbed your nose and it's, it's popped out, but it could be because you actually haven't fitted it correctly. So it should, it should fit really snugly and you shouldn't even notice it's there, which is the, that's the the objective around the design. Okay. But at the same time, there's some occasions where, you know, you might knock it out and you'll find it in the bed the next morning. I have two questions about mute that no one has probably asked you. Right. Number one, do you use it with mouth taping? Ah, great question. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. 
When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD+, and that helps you make energy, it helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD Plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD Plus. It's what I use. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Do you use it with mouth taping? Ah, great question. So I do. Not, I don't tape my mouth all the time, but I do. And I find that it, it is quite profound mm-hmm. when, I, when I tape and wear the mute. And, and not profound in terms of just breathing, but my sleep is vastly different when I'm doing both mute and taping. I'm actually doing, it, it's, it's, um, I'm doing FebFast at the moment, which is you know, no, no, no alcohol, trying to cut down on sugar, all that sort of thing. And so I'm doing a little experiment at the moment where I'm, I did, I'm at the moment this week, I'm not doing anything. So I'm not even wearing mute. Next week I'm wearing mute. And the week after I'm wearing mute and mouth taping to see, okay. because I want to get some data just because I over fed fast because I'm not drinking. I want to see what the change in sleep it looks like over that period of time. Wow. So it's, it's going to be pretty big. Drinking is I mean, all of my data from all 15 years of tracking my sleep yeah. says drinking is kind of bad for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is. And it's really, as you get older too, it becomes, that becomes more pronounced. I've discovered, I've sort of. What if you're it. getting younger? Because I have that, I keep getting younger. And, and <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, one of the, you know, what I keep sort of, you know, sort of facetiously say that one of the reasons behind developing this technology is the real way of like not snoring is lose weight, start exercise, and don't drink. So we went, invent technology is probably the, Another another option in that. So, so what you're saying is, if you use mute, you can drink more. Is that? Oh no 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 no. That's no. <laughs> we're not making that claim. No. You did not say that for the no, record. No, we did not say that for the record. One, no, one of my jobs as a host is to put words into people's mouths, and, and <laughs> I, I just had to do that. It, it was it was there. Well, for God, that'd be a that'd be a, a real interesting. <laughs> Step forward for the alcohol industry if we could make yeah, that. No, I, I don't recommend drinking actually no. at all unless the alcohol is older than you. Ah, and at that point, idea. it's self-regulating and celebratory and you won't do it very much. Very good point. So, okay, that was the first question and you had a really good nuanced answer. So the combination is pretty amazing because we also yeah. know taping your mouth signals at least one nostril to open up more. Yeah. Right. But when yeah. both nostrils are getting a double signal, one from the mouth tape, one from the mute, you're going to have like a jet turbine in there and you're going to get more nitric oxide. Mm-hmm. You're going to get more oxygen in the brain, which means better mm-hmm. sleep, less snoring. There's a strong argument for that. So here's the other question for you. In my new book, Smarter, Not Harder, guys, yes, you can order it anywhere you like to buy books. If you like the podcast, please get the book now. Smarter, Not Harder. But I, I talk about things that work better than meditation, right? And I'm a fan of meditation, right? But just you could do it faster. And one of the things that is provably better than meditation is breath work. I talk about holotropic breath work. I talk about all sorts of different breaths you could do. So do people use mute in combination with breath work? And if so, what does it do? 
Well, a bit like um, the answer is yes. And I guess the, the, a bit like I was talking about the use of the turbine in athletics, in aerobic activity. If you have any form of deviation or struggle to breathe through the nose because of structural issues, then the ability to actually have something that's actually going to assist that will obviously help. The second focus is really about this, the actual physical stimulation of having something here that allows you to focus on your nasal breathing. And that's certainly, you know, one of the things that I find, um, especially probably more at, you know, forgetting to sleep, but by focusing on my nasal breathing, it gets me into that zone quicker than if I didn't have it in. And it's almost that, so it's just that physical stimulation of having something there, the sense of the feeling of actually being able to breathe better and breathe more, more air through the nose. It's about 38% more air through the nose. That seems to be able to help people get to where they want to get to quicker. Um, I, I really like that. That's, um, that's really powerful. Um, anytime you're going to do breath work, we include breath work at 40 years of Zen. Uh, and I've done breath work with a variety of guests on the show. Um, Joe Dispenza, uh, Dr. Barry, and the list goes on and on. It's really worth your time, especially if you have a hard time, like kind of with mm. congestion during those, it's worth your time to look at using mute during breath work. Uh, I mm. think you might find like, noticeably different and more powerful results um, like yeah. you're talking about. I'll give you an example. We actually had just the other day, it was a, a fantastic uh, dentist in um, the US, Erin Elliott, and she uses mute on her patients when they come into the chair, sit in the chair, because obviously if you're having work done in your mouth and you have any form of nasal obstruction, it's hard to breathe. So, and, and also as, you know, as well known, you know, people, if they're, if they're anxious, getting any form of anxiety, the focus is if you focus on nasal breathing, it'll help you calm down. So there's, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm a reasonably good flyer, but I wear mute when I'm on a plane because I get, you know, especially if I'm sort of, if it's a bit of bumpy and you get a little bit, ang a bit anxious about that, I find it helps me once again to calm down and okay. just zone, zone in. All right, now I'm bringing in some questions from the Upgrade Collective. You're doing breath work. Do you use the mute, the one designed for sleep, or turbine, or turbine, however you say that, the one turbine. that's designed? Uh, the one it's that's really... It's probably better to use the turbine because it, it depends on if you're lying down, well, I'd be using me, but I think the turbine is more for those people who are sort of probably doing yoga or that sort of act, type of activity. Pilates, I use it with, I'm doing, I'm doing Pilates. That's sort of, I find it's much easier just to focus with it in. Okay. Um, so either or. It seems like the best way to determine your nostril size is just to see which finger sticks in your natural, nostril the best. Is that the best way to know what size of mute I need? Uh, it can be, but there's actually, we have, we do have, if you go online, you can see, we have a, a really cool sizing guide. And this is, this is one of those weird, this is comes from the 10 years of, you know, trying to work out how to fit people. And what we've discovered is that there's the distance from the base of your septum just here outside, mm -hmm. to actual crease in your nose, that triangle, if you think from, there's a triangle from there to there to here, that's the size, that's how we work out the size of what you are. But, but I mean, if I'm going to order it, I'm assuming I would order the the pack that has small, medium, large. That's how I started using it. You yeah. sent me the pack and I said, oh, yeah. I think I was a large. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, kind of obvious, just turn sideways, I should be a large. But uh, <laughs> what you, uh, what, 
what you do is you try all three and I ended up all giving three. the small one to my kids. Yeah, so there's a worry. starter pack, um, a trial pack, which has got small, medium and large in it. If you, you get online at Amazon or mutesnoring.com or whatever, you know, you're, you're near a drugstore, they'll generally have the starter pack there and you can try. As a rule, most women will be small, medium, men will be medium, large. It sort of works out in that sort of, that sort of, that sort of basis. The medium has been designed mm-hmm. so it will fit about 80% of noses. Okay, got it. So medium is is the guess, but people just just when you first get the one, try all three, find the right size, yeah. go for it. And if you don't use it every night for whatever reason, they're going to last you for quite a while. Yeah, uh, and I'm uh, I'm I'm just really impressed. And and I I never could quite figure out why why does my nose feel like it's open all the way up when I'm just doing something at the entrance? And you just you you mm-hmm. elegantly answered that for me. So now now I get mm-hmm. it. Um, one of our um, one of our listeners is also asking, probably one with tons and tons of piercings. You know how guys will, or women, I guess, will get like a piercing in their ear and they put in a mm. progressively larger thing until their ear is like as big as as a as a Prius. Mm. Um, can you do that with these? I mean, can I get progressively larger with my mute? Is it going to somehow expand my nostril capacity or anything yeah. like that? So the alar, which is this muscle around the nostril here, that's the yeah. bit that if you, you know, like it flares. Just like if you think about a horse's nostril flares, well, we have a similar sort of muscle there. So you, you're not going to, through use of this, change your shape of your nose. Okay. That's not going to happen. I think that would be really cool. But, um, yeah, but it actually, what it does is that because you're not wearing it continually, it's not like a something that you're going to be wearing 24 hours a day. It's a, The nostril will come back to normal when you're not wearing it. Okay. But it's really at night that we're trying to, I guess with mute especially, trying to resolve and improve breathing overnight because obviously one of the troubles with not breathing properly overnight is that the long-term impact of that, and this is certainly you know from a personal perspective with my father who is really one of the, I guess, the drivers of behind doing this, was that he ended up with, um, he obviously had chronic sleep apnea at the end. And then as long-term, he had both cardiovascular issues. So he had a quadruple bypass when he was 62. And then a um, pacemaker put him in 70. And when he died um, two years ago, he had dementia, vascular dementia. Now, I don't have any clinical evidence or, you know, solid data to say it was related to his breathing but I certainly suspect that the decades of poor breathing led to that. It's a part of it. Yeah. And so I'm a very passionate sort of, you know, advocate and evangelical about if we can improve breathing over the long term, it should have an impact on cognitive and physical health. And certainly there's a lot of really interesting, um, amazing work that's been done with kids like, 50% 50% of children with ADHD have sleep-disturbed breathing. Wow. Which I just find mind-blowing. And there's a there's an amazing guy out of New York, another dentist, Michael Gelb, and another mm-hmm. guy, Harry Hinden, who have been working in that space and showing that if you change the shape of the upper palate, if you change the shape of the palate so that you get a bigger airway um, early on in kids' lives, you can actually really have an impact on that. And I think that sort of to me is really exciting, but it also really emphasizes just how important breathing through the nose is for developing brains and aging brains. 
just it's quite amazing to me that we only really discovered that you know the sinuses were producing nitric oxide i think in the 90s it's this is really it's not you know this hasn't been around for a long time this knowledge so it's really i think really this is what i love about the nose it's 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 untapped territory in what we really understand its true impact is now obviously ents and you know those sort of specialists will say, well, no, we've known about that for a lot, but the vast population doesn't understand how important nasal breathing is and the, and the impact it can have over the longer term. Well, I, I think you've done something solid with mutes and all the patents, 10 years of research and just the level of, uh, I'm going to call it nostril nerdiness uh, yeah. that you put into this. That's why I don't have you on the show to talk about it. And if you guys are are interested in checking this out, you know anyone who comes on the show, especially for a spotlight, I'm going to get you a discount. So if you go to MuteSnoring.com, M-U-T-E Snoring.com, use code Dave10, they'll give you a discount. And um, they'll actually send it to you in Australia with free shipping as well as US and Canada, uh, which mm-hmm. is unusual. So I, I just, I got to say, uh, there's a lot of sleep technologies out there. I cover all of them. I've tried all of them. That's part of the plan. This is one that's remarkably easy to use. It takes all of five seconds to stick it in at, at night before you go to bed. And then you get the signal into your mucosal passage and then you sleep better and you snore less and probably your spouse and maybe your dog sleep better too because you're quieter. And that just seems like a good return on investment. How much is mute anyway? Does it vary by country? Can I ask you that? Yeah, so in the US, it's around between, I think about between $16 and $20, depending on if you're doing the starter pack or the or the size pack. So Okay, not a huge amount of money. It lasts no. for at least, what, 45 days and, yeah. you know, or thereabouts. So if it improves your sleep, even by 10% every night, this is just like a no-brainer. There are some things where you're going to, like, I've talked to you about systems that cost, well, $20,000 for a mattress. We've had those guys on talking about all the things you do on a mattress. This is not a huge expense. Uh, and so if snoring is your jam, you can probably undo it for the cost of 1.3 lattes at the current price of lattes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's probably worth it. <laughs> and it's sort of those things, Dave, that we often, when we look at, you know, people buying a lot of, you know, spending a lot of money on a mattress that, and that they snore, they're not going to sleep on it. They'll sleep on the couch because their partners kick them out. It's pretty crazy to us that you go, well, if you're spending that money on a mattress and you're never going to sleep on it, dude. Just bloody try. Just try. Yeah, it's it's worth a, a try for sure. Yeah. I'm seeing comments from the Upgrade Collective. Uh, one of uh, one of our regular members here, uh, Todd, says that his HRV, his heart rate variability scores when he wakes up are better when he uses the mute. It, it's like mm-hmm. it raises his baseline HRV. And for long-time listeners, heart rate variability is the number one measure of how well you recover the night before. So there's mm-hmm. something meaningful going on with mute. And with this thing that you've discovered that you don't have to stick something all the way up your sinuses to hold it open, you just need to trick it into opening itself. Mm. I think that's an elegant biohack. It's super cool. I just want to remind our listeners, you can go to mutesnoring.com and that's where you get all the, all the information about this and um, use code Dave 10. But overall, man, this is like affordable takes almost no time to use and provides consistent effects with tons of research backing up perfect mm. biohack wonderful well we're actually uh in about i think world sleep day is coming up in march and around then we're going to release a major bit of research that we've done in the uk australia and the us 
that looks at the amount of snoring and sleep and the key issues, and we're partnering with that with WebMD, which is pretty cool. Wow. But it's a it's a pretty much like pretty most comprehensive. It's a research with users with people who are you know struggling with sleep and snoring every night, and I think it's it does point to the just the sheer number of people who need to buy into this biohacking concept to actually need to understand that snoring and sleep is a modifiable behavior and you can change it. It's not something you just have to sort of put up with and live with. You can actually change it. And as you said, it might be through diet, weight loss, but it actually might be through actually finding a solution that actually helps as well. Interesting. All right. I'm uh, I'm sold. I've, I've actually been sold for a couple of years. I just wanted people to, to hear the story of 10 years of research <laughs> to get a little signal into the body. For every everything you hear about here, there's probably 500 other researchers around the world working on other signals for other little parts of the body that you just could never do until we had modern tools. This is like the renaissance for biohacking. It's super cool. All right, guys, this was an upgrade spotlight. And thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out Mute if it's going to be a service to you. And if this idea of biohacking is interesting to you, go to uh, my new book, Smarter Not Harder, where I do talk about sleep as one of the most important hacks. This is one for you. See you on the next episode. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.